I got to get out of the bullseye. <laughs> I got to slip back into sales. All of the food we eat and much of the clothing we wear comes from plants and animals that are raised on farms. Farms are different in type, in size, and even in name. Welcome to Barn Talk, World Pork Expo Edition. We're not in the barn. We're we're not at our roots today. We we're going. We're going. What are we going? We're going. Did, we're going on the road. We're on the road. We're on the road. We're in Des Moines for the World Pork Expo. We're in the Barn Tools uh, booth, and as you can see here with this amazing sign, shout out to Greg. He's going to be getting interviewed on this on this episode, but he's the one that created this awesome sign, and we're gonna we're gonna sit down with some Barn Tools guys and get their thoughts on how they started the business, kind of what's coming down the pipeline and how how each person in the business, what they do and how they got going. Um, yeah, so any of you that are new new listeners of the podcast or come over here from This Will Do Farm, our YouTube channel, so we obviously we've got a really good relationship with uh, Barn Tools and it's kind of like it's kind of like a match made in heaven because we both kind of started at the same time when we started the Barn Talk podcast. Their first product that they launched was Barn Talk, the alarm system, and and we they reached out to us and it we kind of hit it off and we both kind of had the same vision for growing um, growing our businesses and we've been just at it ever since and so. Um, they asked us if we'd like to broadcast or record at at their booth so we're actually at their booth at world pork we're going to be here the next day and uh, we'll probably have some more um, clips updates we're going to interview some customers of theirs just get just get some feedback for them and um, we're also going to probably shoot some stuff traipsing around seeing who we can see and And that'll probably go on this will do farm some of that stuff but for those of you that don't know what barn tools do they are an alarm system for hog farmers so you can put one of their alarm systems in and it gives you real-time data and anytime there's a problem that goes wrong in your barns they let you know and you can get on to the problem right away so they're and they're way they're just way better than the competition that's out there and so that's what they do yeah, it's wireless. One of the biggest, one of the big advantages is it's a wireless alarm, and the fact that you don't have to run wire from the control box or the or where it you know where it calls out into your barn. All the sensors are wireless, and then the other nice thing about it is you can really you can you can pick. You don't have to get a phone call for every single thing. You can choose if you want to get a text message, if you want to get an email, if you want to get a phone call. Um, you can tailor it for your specific need, and um, it's all app-based, so you can change stuff on the go. And anyway, we've, you know, obviously we like the product, we use the product, and... Um, yeah, it was a game-changer. It's, it's, it's been a game-changer for us. And this is a little bit of a weird episode. Obviously, we haven't done an episode on the road before besides my garage um so no market update today and if you hear any weird sounds of construction going on everyone's trying to build their booths right now so if you hear saws or you hear a hear hear a reverse sound of somebody with a skid loader or something who knows forklift, forklift whatever whatever uh bear with us on that and also 
we only have one mic in this interview between dad and i so bear with us there too but no market update and but remember to pay the fee if you get any value from this episode share it out with your friends family co-workers that's kind of the ticket to admission to watch or listen to the show so we really appreciate all you guys that do share the show and watch and listen and also really leave a review on spotify or apple if you if you want to help us out in any way so without further ado let's get into it Welcome to Barn Talk. This is a remote edition, so we're actually sitting live for now, not live when you get it, thank goodness, because nobody wants to endure that, but we're actually at the World Pork Expo 2022 in Des Moines, Iowa, and we're sitting in the Barn Tools tent. Look at this amazing... It's beautiful. It is that. Look at this amazing sign that they made for us. Look at that. This will do farm barn tools, and they're actually actually kind enough that they're going to give this to us at the end of the expo so you must have done something right i think they just looked at i think michael might have just looked at me and said you know for having to work with his dad every day sawyer deserves something so it was a it's a good deal there's a strategic placement of this in future videos it will be secret plan that's not so secret it'll be front and center thank you okay so with us we got michael hansen owner and founder and all around I don't know, cat herder of barn tools. So the last time that we were together, we got cut short because thanks to the technical staff at at Barn Talk, uh, you got cut off about halfway through. Maybe we made it three quarters. There might have been some drinking before. It could have been. Next time you're back, it'll be a lot better. It'll be a lot better. Perfect. But anyway, we've, we've followed about a year since the last time that we all got together, and it seems to me like a lot, a lot has changed, a lot has happened. How, how do you feel? Like, what's it like taking something that really was an idea and giving it legs and then hoping that, hoping that what you think is the market yep. turns out to be the market? How's that experience been? Yeah, let me add that when we first started this, uh, we incorporated the very last day of 2019 and we're like, we're going to chase this thing. And then COVID hit and the packing plant shut down. And so it's, it's been one challenge after another. And the, the timing when we started this, I mean, since we survived that, I feel like we can survive anything from, from here on out. But uh, we talked a year ago, like you said, the COVID thing was kind of, we were on the tail end of it. Uh, at least plants were running. The industry was trying to figure out, you know, a flow putting that behind us and uh we spent the really the beginning trying to figure out the good old product market fit right and and when we nailed that which is we want to be the best alarm system out there and provide connectivity to these farms i think we really just took off Uh, we're not trying to be a, a bunch a little of everything i know there's a lot of offerings in ag tech right now but if we can be that the most reliable easy to use no install modern alarm system uh, and we keep focusing on that i think we'll continue to get traction and we've had a lot of traction so uh, in terms of volume well we've outsold what we've done for manufacturing forecast so that's been nice but uh we're getting yeah we're getting a lot of traction with poultry uh up in canada we're getting traction all around and obviously swine is is kind of the home market for us and that's going well too yeah one question dad and i had on the way up here 
and you kind of answered it right there. I know you guys do stuff in Canada, but you do it. Do you do it anywhere else besides uh, North America? Do you guys go anywhere else, or do you plan on going international with it all the way? Currently, just some small pilots, but we are, uh, we are. Well, I'm sworn to secrecy, but uh, we do have some plans to um, join some, do some joint partnerships, and really take off in Latin America, South America. I would say those two markets, and then with Europe following. Um, I'm sure it's it's a good like when you when you outstripped what your manufacturing projections were. I'm sure that's a good feeling, yep. followed by a panic attack of <laughs> what are we going to do. But this is just an observation. I think it speaks a lot towards the product. When we when we installed our first one and we talked about this, our experience with the alarm system that we'd had was terrible. And when you have those experiences, you you say to yourself, well, it must just, you know, must just be me or, you know, they sell these everywhere, so this can't be the case. But I think the most surprising thing that I've found, because we get messages and people commenting on our stuff and DMing, is the response to me has just been overwhelming. And I, I have the same conversation with almost everybody that I talk to because they all had the same problems that I had. And that's got to be a good feeling to fix that and to fix it at the scale that you have because um for me i just felt like wow i had no idea that the the scope of the market but also the scope of the level of dissatisfaction with what people had it was kind of the status quo right and people are like this is just what it is this is how it is and i think what was is really good testament to you know the the product, our customer satisfaction is we're creeping up on like 40% repeat buyers. So we know if, in fact, we have customers who will call us back and say, why didn't you tell me it's this easy? I'm like, we tried and, and they'll buy one for their next barn or they'll have four or five barns and then they'll completely, you know, deck out their whole operation. And we look at that about how many customers come back and buy more, that metric is really, you know, an indicator of one, the, we're solving a real problem. Two, you know, we're providing the customer support we promised, and then just the products has really made this headache that we've lived with and thought was the norm really taking us to the next level. So, well, you exactly what you said there. I mean, we started out with one system, and then we absolutely loved it, and then we did it across the whole farm, and we we haven't even looked back since. And you guys keep adding new features. You added a water meter. You guys are in talks to maybe add something else. I don't know if you've released that yet or anything. We kind of have a little inside scoop a little bit. But is there anything that you're excited about coming coming down the pipeline as far as if you can speak about it? We won't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Top secret. I, I think one thing that is interesting is so we focus on the alarm. Uh, we want to be the best alarm, but to do that, we have to collect data real time, constantly monitor things, whether that is wa- water consumption or temperature. And so we're, we're now working strategically with you know uh, the the data platforms like a uh, Meta Farms in the swine industry or MTech in the poultry industry, and really helping accelerate what they're doing by being that bridge from the farm 
uh, to these big data platforms. Don't want to get into that ourselves, that's a heavy lift. Uh, we'll let those guys be good at that, but uh, some future integrations to really utilize data uh, with those kind of partnerships are coming down the pipe. Uh, so we kind of jumped right into this, but our, our goal with this podcast today is to interview some of the Barn Tools team, and Michael was the first one to sit down. And so we're going to just go through as many as we can to get their perspective and their story on things. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And we also only got one portable mic between Dad and I, so if you've seen any, seen any awkward interactions here of him holding, giving me the mic or me trying to take the mic from him just like that uh just bear with us there because we're too cheap to get another one of these so you two might be awkward i'm not awkward at all hey at least maybe a little bit working so yeah that's right the the sympathy we get the sympathy vote so um a year from now where where do you want to be a year from now hey I saw, I'm like your high school gu- guidance counselor. <laughs> what do I want to be when I grow up? Uh, I, I think a year from now, we want to continue uh, to get adoption, right? And But also take care of the customers we have. I'm not trying to go so wide where we can't support it. I'd rather go deep and build out the functionality we already have. Make the app better. Uh, the the sensors we do have already, make them do more. Uh, we've, we kick around ideas all the time. What if you could say, here's my humidity sensor and here's my temperature sensor and combine them and get a heat index uh, with tools we already have. So I don't want to just keep adding to keep adding. Really, let's listen to what the customer has to say. Let them inform development, the backlog, uh, but work on the core, focus on being the best alarm. I know it's not a sexy answer, but if we do that well, uh, I think we'll really continue to see growth. Yeah, and we kind of we kind of touched on that. Obviously, the rate the rate that you're seeing people adopting tells you that you're you've got a good product, but um, what? What's the feedback from guys when they when they get switched over? Do you get a lot of people that are calling you back and telling you, you know, what a, they like it, they don't like it, game changer? I would assume it's pretty good feedback. So we uh, we emphasize customer success, which is really an initiative around getting you installed. Uh, we we benchmark something we call time to value. How fast from when you get that in the UPS or the mail? can you see your barn? So we want you to plug that thing in, hang the sensors, and see your operation. The less you have to do and the quicker you can get there, the better. And then after you know certain milestones in this onboarding or setup, we'll send out a survey. How was it? How was installation? Okay, great. Uh, and, and the feedback's usually good. And, and we're also taking a proactive approach where post-installation, we monitor every gateway. Yes, we have the heartbeat, at every two minutes but we also proactively monitor cell signal etc so if we see any sort of degradation and signal etc we'll proactively reach out saying hey let's try this um, maybe let's we'll ship a new antenna whatever the situation could be but as we onboard you and as you're adopting the system getting your first alarms we're not off to the next sale forgot about you there's really an emphasis on that customer success element yeah we have felt that with our systems we've always felt like if we all ever have ever have a problem you guys are there to be helpful 
And what you were talking about earlier with being having a simple approach to you know scaling, I think that's what you want just as a system. When you talk about alarm systems, simple and easy is like the two best things you could possibly say for an alarm system. And that's exactly what you guys give. And reliable. Yes, definitely. And that's what you guys give people. Um, One last question that I had um, for you is if you could give advice to to young entrepreneurs out there that want to get started in business, start a business, what was one big piece of advice you'd give them? (laughs) Putting you on the spot here. That's a good question. So it's weird because I sometimes think about these things. And so I'm going to give you two, okay? It's kind of a two for one. One, as corny as it is, don't give up. Because there are so many times with COVID. And, and when back to the packing plants closing, we watched every wallet close with it, right? And, and to go to market the wrong way, like, oh, this is an alarm, this is something else, and just be totally rejected, it's like... Go fast, go often, learn, keep pushing forward, pivot as you go. There's so many times I feel like it's like, oh, this isn't going to work, but you just got to keep adapting, okay? And I know this, that is like totally never quit, but just try something else. Keep experimenting, right? So if I, maybe I should say that, keep experimenting because you will find a way. And if you, if you learn from your experiments and adjust, I truly think you'll you'll get there. You could read a book about all this, but my other half to this advice is just go do something, right? Yeah. I mean, you could take the business school, let's do a SWOT analysis, and none of that matters. Try, learn, keep pushing forward. That's good. That's real good. Well, I know that you got to keep the wheels turning, so we'll we'll let you let you get on with it. But we really appreciate you taking time to sit down with us, and we'll catch up again. Thank you. Appreciate it. So now we're joined with another awesome person of the Barn Tools team. It just, it's going to get better and better as each person we go through. So, um, I feel sorry for the last guy. I feel sorry for the last guy. He's not going to be able to live up to our expectations. So we'll let let you give a little brief introduction to who you are, Jim, and what you do at Barn Tools. How you ended up, how you ended up in cahoots with Mike. Yeah, Michael found me on LinkedIn, so uh, we started working together almost four years ago, and uh, we were doing some steel fabrication for the hog industry, making feeders and gates and uh, crates, and uh, so he recruited me. I have a lot of experience in, uh, in manufacturing. I actually grew up on a hog farm just outside of Oskaloosa in Mahaska County. My dad, John Riken, still raises pigs for JBS. When I was there, it was uh, Farrow to finish all the way, all the manual labor, grind and feed with the tractor. Well, if you can make that work, you can do anything. Yeah, so I, that's like, that's your, that's your ticket. Yeah, so I got, I got hogs in my roots. Yep. Went and worked with Michael, and then, as he mentioned earlier, about two and a half years ago, we decided to leave the low-margin business of gate manufacturing. And it's a race to the bottom. It is a race to the bottom. And come over to technology, and uh, we've been working together on with Barn Tools. And uh, I'm the COO, so I make things happen uh, on the operations side, yep. supply chain, um, getting things done. Different problem every day. Maybe more than one. <laughs> 
from what we've gathered from meeting with you guys, Michael seems like the big idea guy. He's always dreaming, and you seem like the guy that says, Michael, now, that sounds good, but how are we going to get it done? That's, a, you're, that's exactly how it works, Sawyer. He's the, he's the visionary, and uh, I'm the integrator. So my job is to take those ideas and make them a reality, and also my job is to say no when the idea maybe isn't quite right or maybe now's not the time. Uh, we kind of have we kind of have similar roles. Sawyer is the big dream guy, and I have half your position. I just say no because I don't know how to make any of them happen, really. But you can shut some down. But I can shut. Yeah, I try to shoot down as many as possible because I'm just looking for the path of least resistance. That's, that's experience talking. He's looking for the way to get to the mower with a rider co- with a koozie on the side of it, so he can <laughs> keep his beer in there. But uh, yeah, so tell us a little bit about these water meters you you seem to know you want to talk about that and shine some light on how those are performing for people yeah we launched well we launched all our products last year at world pork expo including including the water meter and uh, our ultrasonic water meter doesn't have a propeller inside there's no moving parts so it's robust you can mount it in different directions but what we really like about it is we're taking a water meter reading every 20 minutes so we have the ability to see what's happening in near real time uh, regarding water. And uh, we've been building out and testing alarms related to water flow. And we've had some really good success stories. So we've been able to help guys detect leaks um, way earlier, on average 18 to 20 hours earlier than they would have. That leak starts right after they've done choring. And they don't get back till the next day, or if they skip a day, or they don't see the water leak on the first day, we're sending an alarm. We've helped guys save 10,000, 20,000 gallon of water. And they've said, hey, I wouldn't have known about this, but your alarm told me I had a leak, so I had to go find it. Yeah, you know, I think that's one of the, that's one of the byproducts. I, that might not be the right word, but that's one of the big differences that we've noticed between what I would call a stagnant alarm system. In other words, the alarm that we used to have, it was there, but if you wanted to know any information off of it other than, a, other than an emergency, you would have to call it and yep. get a status update, and that Why was a very genetic. That? So the thing did that you I. Did you ever do that? No, so I, I never did tour? that. <laughs> the thing that I find that I really like about our our alarm today about barn talk is that that information is so easy to get where now I find myself when I'm, you know, it's hot out and I just think, oh, I wonder what the temperature is. I wonder how much water they're drinking. I wonder if everything's okay. And when you can just bring that up so quickly, it's, it's much more, it's not, you know, that information might've been there before, but you didn't, you didn't want to go through the hassle of getting it, and now it's right at your fingertips, and that's that's kind of a a bonus that when we put that in, I don't think we really thought about it, but that information's so much more usable. So I find myself actually using it and checking on things more than what I ever used to. Um, on the water meter, um, two sizes. Do you have them? We made have five sizes. Five, five sizes. sizes. So in quarter-inch increments from half-inch up to inch-and-a-half. Nice. So three-quarter-inch is uh, the most common yep. one. Uh, almost for every gateway we sell, on average, we sell one three-quarter-inch water meter. Sure. 
Uh, and then sow farms, bigger farms might mean something bigger. If you're going to get into a room level, then you might get down to that half-inch water. Yeah. So on the app, on the interface, how, what kind of information can you get off of that um, today? So what, when you look at the app, we always show you the water consumed in the last 24 hours. So it doesn't matter if you're looking at it first thing in the morning, middle of the day, at night. That number, you kind of get to know that. You get yep. a feel for that number. And if it looks wrong, then you can click on the tile, open it up, and we'll show you the consumption every day for the last week. And you can go back four weeks. And on that graph, we also put a three-day rolling average. Nice. So you can tell if you're going above or you're, if you're going what below. What your trend is. Yeah, exactly. Um. And then I'll so and then on the alarm side, we have oh, yeah. four different alarms that you can set related to water. How many? How long without any flow? So, oh, my pigs are out of water. Yeah. Then you got this leak detection, which can detect these big leaks. And then we have we can in a short period of time tell you how much above if you're a lot above that average, that three-day average, or if you're below. And on the below side, we've been able to detect those 25% drops in water, which has always kind of been a rule of thumb. And when you see pigs go off water, something bad's about to happen. And we can see that on, on average one to two days before the caretaker realizes, hey, these pigs are coughing, they got PED now, I got to start treating them, mortality kicks up. The sooner we can detect that, I think the better job we can do helping people stay ahead of, of disease. Yeah, absolutely. You want it? I think it, yeah. Uh, I was going to go backwards a little bit. So you guys got into tech. You know, you were in steel and doing gates and stuff for the hog business. But how did you, did you have experience with tech or did you guys say, hey, we're going to learn this and we're going to go jump into it because we see a need in the business? How did you get into tech? <laughs> Tech is always, computers has always been a hobby of mine, right? So when I was growing up, they started selling computers in Walmart, and I would go into Walmart, and I would go up to a computer with a terminal, and I'd write a program, and I'd walk away. Because I just, you know, I was in middle school, probably, maybe early high school, play around with tech. I've always been into databases, and I've loved combing data from wherever and analyzing it and putting it to good, good use. And uh, so thinking about ag tech, we saw a gap, and animal agriculture wasn't really taking advantage of the technology, and and the tech side is out there, ready to be used. We didn't have to come up with some cutting-edge tech. We're taking stuff that's been proven in other parts of, of our lives and putting it to use in animal ag tech, and it's really been fun, satisfying, challenging yes but super rewarding yeah yeah it's nice when you do something that actually works and it actually uh helps people help solves a problem as as opposed to creates a problem so <laughs> i i loved well, last year we loved talking to people who just said i really want to put this in because i want some peace of mind because i'm i'm i don't live on the site anymore i'm always five miles away but i don't know what's going on and those pigs or those animals are my livelihood. Yep. And I can sleep better at night if I've got a good alarm system. I just, you know, that just kind of makes you feel good when you can provide that kind of product yeah. uh, hey. to just a, just a farmer. Amen to that, because a year ago, when we were up here, we had, one, we had one barn talk system, and that was in Sawyer's barn. 
and it was hot. It was, it was as it usually is, it's either scorching hot or it's raining here. Although it looks like we might have pretty decent weather this year. But uh, Sawyer got, he got a alarm text that his temperature was high. Well, when we had installed it, we hadn't set the thresholds. We hadn't changed them from what the default was. So he just got on the app and raised it up, and it was fine. Then about five minutes later, my alarm started calling me, (laughs) and it wouldn't take my password. And I had to call my fieldman and beg him to drive to my site and raise the limit because I hadn't raised it from winter because I always lowered it in the winter. And... That was when I knew that we'd made the right decision, but we should have started with my barns instead of Sawyer's. You had so, a little alarm envy. I did have alarm envy. And, uh, yeah. and so now you've got systems in every one of your barns. Not only is the younger, better-looking Whistler, he also had a better alarm system. So it was, it was just adding insult to injury. Well, your story is like a lot of our customers. People like to... Yeah. Get one, they install it. It was easy. It did what we said it was going to do. They started to rely on it come back and buy more the one thing that i absolutely love about barn tools is you don't have to keep buying new hardware you guys aren't going to come out with a new gateway every single year you just have the data you have the software that gets updated like an app and we don't have to continue to buy a new gateway every year that's new and improved with new features and that's something that tesla does that dad really loves biggest companies in the world the smart companies in the world are starting to do that kind of stuff and i think that's huge for people and it's big for me too because i don't want to keep buying a new gateway every single year i don't want to have to upgrade i would love to just keep the same system and keep the app keep keep the app getting updated so that i can get the new features that way yeah i think that's a i think that's something that i guess we haven't really talked about and may not get talked about enough but you know as you get in this being able to use that data in different ways means that some of the some of the benefits may not be any hardware that you buy it's just more information that you're able to get from the app absolutely i think our alarms yeah you mentioned dumb alarms we call full potential alarms is a word we like to use and we see we'll continue to be able to get smarter information to keep our customers informed or alerted if there are issues that they need to know about. Okay, one one last thing I want to talk about, and that is the dry contact that you guys have added. Um, you have, if I understand right, a wireless dry contact. How long has that been out, and what what all what way in what ways can you use that? So a wire, yeah, we make a wireless sensor that can measure a dry contact. We also have dry contacts in our in our gateway, but the dry contact typically be used to measure, let's say, water pressure. We've got a water pressure switch with a couple of wires coming off, a normally open and normally closed, and a common wire. You take a pair of those, wire wire them into this wireless dry contact, and that sensor can be two buildings away, or it could be in the pump house yep. measuring water pressure. Your gateway is in your office, and we'll send that wireless signal. It's an event triggered. Um, alert. So when the switch changes state from open to close or close to open, we can create an alarm that you can be notified, hey, water pressure has has gone down. People have uh, put those in when they have multiple buildings. you got one ventilation controller, be it an AP expert or a Chortronics or whatever you got for your building controller. All of those were built with an error wire 
that used to go into your other alarm Daisy system. Daisy chain. Yeah, exactly. So we would say buy one gateway, put it in one barn, put it next to your uh, ventilation controller and wire that ventilation controller into the gateway. But on barn two and barn three, just grab this wireless dry contact sensor, go hang it in next to that ventilation controller, and now you'll be notified when each of your buildings, if there's a problem in either one of your buildings. Yeah, you know, and that that's brings up a good point. One thing that I really like about uh, our barn talk system is wireless, because in my in my past life, when I did service, one of the most common problems and one of the most frustrating things to track down is when you had a sensor that was faulted but it wasn't necessarily the sensor itself it was somewhere between that alarm box and where that sensor dropped which could be a long ways and you're trying to ohm out wire and find you know and and mice and wiring don't get along and mice with hog buildings they do get along and so it's it's a problem and not having all those wires is is a great is a great uh, asset or a great way to to do it. Um, you could also use that dry contact, like if you wanted a door alarm. I'm assuming pretty much anything you can wire to it normally open, normally close. Exactly. Yeah. And then and you can we also install them with relays. We have one here in the booth, so you can measure a 110 volt yep. circuit, and if that circuit comes on or off, you can create a wireless signal off the, that dry contact to let you know what's Yeah, happening. it just gives you a lot of flexibility. So if you have an auger, if you want to do measure auger runtime, grab a relay, put this sensor in there, then you set when you want to be notified. So if the auger runs more than 60 minutes, tell me. And you can do that with those wireless dry contact sensors as, as well. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a lot of a lot of possibilities. <laughs> okay, so I think we're going to be wrapping it up here with you, Jim. But one last question I wanted to ask you is the same one I asked Michael at the end. One piece of advice to give to the young entrepreneur out there that's wanting to start a business, what advice would you give him? I, I'm, I'm an engineer. I'm a little risk adverse. I like to do my calculations and then do, a, do them again. If you're going to start a business, when you're 75 80% sure you've got something, try it. Go and learn and it's similar to what Michael said but I would say the same you got to have an attitude of just do it stop you, stop our um, debating or procrastinating yeah do you think Michael do you think Michael would have been at 75 80% or do you think he would have been more like 40 we're a, we're a good we're a good balance yeah yeah that's our that's, that's our right. role that's how yin and yang yeah, so that's good he's ready i might want to take a little more time Yep. Eventually, we do go, yep. and you got to go. That's right. Well, thanks for sitting down with us. Yeah. Okay, so now, you like these quick changes? We just, we got this going now. Um, <laughs> now we're joined by Greg Burrows, and he is the, um, he is the, he's the guy that makes sure that all of you out there actually knows anything about uh, barn tools, and anything that you see or hear uh, that is barn tools. It's because of this guy right here. Can you describe it all, right? No, it's it's impressive. <laughs> it really is impressive. And and it really, if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't be here either because you're kind of the one that got this ball rolling. But let's let's take a step back. You want to go ahead. So <laughs> when when did you come on board? And what's kind of your background? What? How did you end up here? Sure. Um, a long twisted road for sure. 
Um, I started, I think, back in March of 2021 with the Barn Tools team. I think um, I was maybe like the fourth or fifth team member at the time. We were super small. Um, I did a COVID career change. My background's all in the live music industry. And Michael and I connected at a roadside dive bar right off I-80. Uh, no, just kidding. We found, uh, I'd just done like a software coding boot camp and it started to do uh, applying for jobs, searching for my next chapter. I'd been booking bands and had no idea when that was gonna come back. So we found on a, on a website called Angel List that uh, is a place where startups go and look for you know, different jobs, kind of a classified field there. Yeah, so that was touching on. Greg was the one that kind of introduced Barn Tools to This Will Do Farm because I got an email from Greg, and it was like, hey, we like what you're doing. Do you guys want to collaborate? And at first I was like, uh, who, who are these guys? And then Michael reached out to you on LinkedIn, and then you mentioned to me and I mentioned to you, and we looked into it to him more. So Greg was the first one to really get this thing rolling for us. And I, I think we... If we're being honest, I think we probably tried every way to get a hold of you guys. Um, I don't remember who first introduced us, but I think we had an email. I think I messaged you guys on Facebook. Michael hit you on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah it was, I think Marcio introduced I us think Marcio to each other. Did too. Yeah. Uh, but Greg is the guy that when we're planning out some barn tool skits on some stuff we're running or if new stuff comes new ideas come to collaborate with barn tools greg is the guy that hears all our rambling ideas and he even has to tell us no sometimes because we get a little crazy and he you know we have good fun and you we, we always collaborate and come up with some good stuff so yeah i mean really barn tools barn talk and barn talk this will do farm <laughs> it's like it's like divine providence because when Michael reached out to me on LinkedIn, we were both kind of like, wait, so you're, he's like, so your podcast is called Barn Talk? <laughs> it was like, your chocolate's in my peanut butter because I was like, wait, you got a company called Barn Tools with an alarm called Barn Talk? And he's like, yeah. And we always make the, we always make the comments like it's, it's a match made in heaven, but Definitely. it was totally like, we just totally kind of started at the same time. And the, the fact that we're both in the same industry, it was just, it was meant to be. It really I think was. You're right. The synergy was definitely immediate. And I, we got to give a shout out to this sign here. This is all <laughs> Greg right here, too. He surprised us with this sign. He said, I said before we came up to the show, I said to him, Hey, Greg, wouldn't it be cool if we had like a poster or a sign, something saying, Hey, we're this will do farm doing this thing? And he said, Oh, don't worry, guys. I got you covered. It's a secret. It's a secret. I got you covered. And when we showed up here today, this puppy was sitting here, and it's badass. And we're going to put it in the barn somewhere, but I think shout it out to Greg. I think better in the barn than it does here, if I'm being honest. Yeah, I was I'm a little overclimbed. I was, I almost, my wife would be proud because I, I almost had a feeling there. <laughs> but then I, I smashed it, I buried it way down yep, deep, and yep. once we're done, we're not going to speak of it again. So, but it is truly awesome. We thank you guys for that. It was great. This is actually hanging in the bar that Michael and I met, and that's how I knew that we needed to bring it here to you guys. <laughs> yes, I like it. I like it. Um, so, the kind of the same, the same, I guess, line of questioning. So when you came to Barn Tools, four people, five people, um, and you were tasked with, okay, we got this great product, 
now go sell it to everybody or go yeah. go get it in front of the world so was that kind of a daunting a daunting task <laughs> and i uh, guess the second part of that is from where you started to today um how is how has the team grown sure so our plan i think jim talked a little bit about it but our, our plan was to target world pork expo of last year for our kind of official launch and i think that coming from my background in the music industry where we're constantly trying to break new bands um and and all of the moving pieces the different dynamics that that looks like it was it was not probably as foreboding as it should have been um it felt very just kind of relatable it was something that's like, hey, you just got to get out there and start moving, get some action, get some momentum, start taking some steps. Um, I think we kind of started getting the word out on social media, which is where we obviously connected with you guys. And we're like, hey, there's a, there's an, an immediate relationship here with we're both trying to grow social media brands initially, right? Yep. And then um, we had we had um, uh, DMG Marketing. They were a firm, more of a traditional marketing firm. That really helped us prepare for World Pork and get our feet under us, um, bring bring the booth together, get some flyers and promotional materials together. Um, we were really, really lucky to have them on. And then we started hiring more and more because we got some great success going. Um, definitely kind of started snowballing downhill a little bit. Um, we brought on Drew Mogler to do sales. Um, we brought on Adriana to start doing uh, some sales, start doing some support, some shipping. Um, all of us have definitely worn lots of hats early on. And just here recently in the last six weeks, eight weeks or so, our team has almost doubled in size, which has been wow. awesome. Jim and I have both kind of joked that this is the first time where we don't know exactly everything that everyone's working on every day. Yep. And that's a little scary, but also really exciting too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so was it a challenge coming into the – because – you weren't in the hog business at all. Like you never knew the business, like you never were involved in it. Was it a challenge to kind of adapt to that? Or did you have some, was there anything that was hard to try to adapt when coming into a the hog business from never coming into it or never having any experience before? Well, Oh, nice uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, I, if my, my two cents is it probably wasn't cause you know, speaking as a hog producer, I feel like I'm a rock star every day. So, I mean, I imagine the marketing's very similar. Yeah, you know, um, is this is this okay to say non-PC stuff on here? Yeah, I think it is. Okay. I think it is. Um, I think my mindset when I approached Michael with the job listing was that I've been selling shit to Rednecks for a long time. <laughs> That's good. And so... That's good. Um, not just selling, but marketing, yeah. too. You know, I was living in Nashville for a decade, playing country music, and... Yeah been all over the country in little redneck dive bars and yep. talking to all sorts of people from all walks of life that definitely helps that helps you yep. know and um i think that when we obviously i had no idea any of the terms vocabulary any of the way to to do anything but i i guess i just kind of dove right in and asked a bunch of dumb questions and michael and jim were super patient with me and answered all my dumb questions Okay, I, I lost my train of thought, but now I got the thought back. And when you got when you're doing a podcast, you got to just grab the frickin' mic and go with it. So every we you know a lot of people in this business, a lot of businesses, 
you know, companies in the hog business, they look at what you guys are doing as far as marketing wise, and you get, and they go, they must have a twenty person team doing all this because you guys got a magazines, you got, you know, you got social media, you're running ads, you're doing all this stuff. How many people are on your marketing team, and how do you get it all done? Um, good question. So one of the recent hires that we did was Maddie McGarry, who joined us. She was working for Senator Ernst um, in D.C. And so she'd been doing a bunch of the press secretary type stuff there. And she came on board right in that same six, eight week ago time span. And uh, she's the second person on our team. Um, It's pretty much just me and her running the marketing. Michael is a huge help. Michael and Jim give us all the leash that we want to be able to run crazy ideas into the ground or hopefully make them fly. Um, But they're super supportive of us and let us try dumb stuff and see what works. Okay, so think about for a minute if you if you wind the clock back when you started. Okay. In an era that didn't have social media, mm. do you think that do you think that Barn Tools could have achieved the the speed of growth that it has without social media? Hmm. That um, I think that's an easy no. Yeah. I, I think we, it's just amazing. It's just amazing how many people you can reach and how kind of diverse the avenues are for reaching them. Because just like with us, you know, we split our content up and we put it on all platforms. Yeah. But the, the reactions, the comments, the, the amount of time people spend with us, vary so much by platform for sure but for starting you know for getting the word out there and whatever whatever you're trying to market or whatever you're trying to do it's we truly live an amazing amazing time it's been a real force multiplier for us for sure i think not only with having you guys but we've been really urging our um our customers to try to post tell their friends kind of trying to hit some viral stuff get some user generated content out there and that's been a, just a huge help we've i don't know people like to talk about stuff that they like yeah, you know and right. especially farmers is, yeah if they got something for that if they got something they like they'll tell you all about it yep. and it hopefully makes their yeah. daily lives easier right you and you, you're i mean your guys product does that uh i was gonna touch on what you said trying to cult of like you are the pioneer of you know marketing on social media for the hog business because they're really i think you guys are the well i'd say for a business you guys for a business in this in this space in this industry have done a phenomenal job and there was really no one else to look to to see well what are they doing you know you guys kind of were like well no one's really doing this and so yeah you know i gotta we gotta give you guys credit for you know taking the bull by the horns and just saying we're gonna try everything we can and you are like paving the way for other uh people in this space or in this industry to market and so and we were kind of the same you you know kind words you know we were the kind of the same because there's no other hog producer out there doing what we're doing and you know we were like could you think we should show this you think we shouldn't show this and we're just you know what we're gonna try it out and so and i think that's why we were so adamant to reach you guys at first we're like they're out there putting their faces on everything showing everything pulling the curtain back we want to do that exact same thing. We're brand new, but yep. we saw you guys as a, a huge tool, a huge asset, and you've been a great partner. So <clears throat> This is right in line with what we're talking about, right in line. <laughs> uh, you said something very powerful, 
and I just want you to know that when we redo when we redo the the podcast table, I'm getting one of those like plaques that they have at the bank with your name on it, and it's just going to say Force Multiplier. That's what I want my new nickname to be. I want to be Force Multiplier. <laughs> Force multiplier. I think that is. I think that sums up what I'm about. Just multiply it forcefully. Forcefully. <laughs> <laughs> should add more kids then. I guess it should. I think... Not too late, right? Maybe I used too much force. Like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's... <laughs> uh, hard at it. Hard at it. <laughs> okay. Well, I think... I think we've we've held up progress long enough here at the at the Barn Tools booth, and we appreciate you stopping by. And yeah, we appreciate you guys coming by and having us. And, and once again, you thank guys. you so much for allowing us to broadcast from up here to shoot up here. Absolutely. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. So, likewise, can't wait to see this bad boy up in the barn. Yep, glad to be here. Thanks for coming. Thanks for getting sitting down with us, Greg, and can't wait for. The ex- for more of the expo. Welcome back to uh, World Pork Expo 2022. Uh, we're joined in the booth right now with Ryan from uh, Bramer Feeders, and you kind of notice a pattern developing because if you're a follower of the show, you've definitely seen uh, in Sawyer's Barn a set of their PT feeders. And so, um, Ryan, why don't you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, Bramer and what you guys do. Yeah, so my name is Ryan Bramer. Uh, I work at Bramer Manufacturing. I am an HR at Bramer Manufacturing and do project management, oversee all the projects, uh, estimating. We've got about 60 employees back in Lyons, Nebraska, where we're located. Um, but yeah, I've been following you guys for a while now. You guys are great for the industry. Love watching it. We appreciate that. And we met Ryan, well, I met Ryan last Pork Expo. and. Yep. You know, it's hard to find young people in the industry, and so we kind of hit it off when we talked, and so we've been just talking, and we love the product, and so tell us a little bit about how the show's going for you, and what makes your guys' PT feeder better than the competition? Yeah, so the show this year has been great. Uh, I think everybody's kind of put COVID in the past, but we're still being safe. Uh, It's had a lot of interaction. Uh, but our feeder is, we have a hog feeder. It's a wet-dry feeder. Uh, that's what you guys have. It's called a PT framework feeder. It's a paddle and tray mixture. Uh, the best thing about it is management. The, very easy to manage. That's the, why That's why we chose it, because you know how good our management yeah, skills are. That's exactly what you so guys So we needed something simple. Yeah. <laughs> that's what you told me. <laughs> yeah, so it's very easy to manage. Uh, the waste on feed is going to improve. It's... It's just a, and then we we've been building feeders for about 28 years now, so we know what works, what, how not to build it, uh, and what lasts. So the longevity of the feeder is gonna, it's you'll see that. So, um, one thing I wanted to ask you about is, it's got to have been a struggle in this last year because obviously you make a lot more things than just feeders, but most everything you make is made out of metal. Yeah. How much of a struggle is it to try to price things? when you don't know what next week's metal price is going to be. Yeah, so we used to be able to price things for months at a time, and it would last for six months or so, even a year. And this, so far, it's gotten a little bit better, but uh, we had to change every week. You could never really get a price sheet or anything like that. And it has been a struggle for demand. Demand's high. There's not a lot out there, but the price has just gone crazy. 
one thing I wanted to throw in about the PT feeder, because all of my feeders at my at my barn have are PT Bremer feeders, and our manure quality has been so much better out of that barn just because with the water cups, a lot of those nipples will leak, and the water will go into the pit, and it will reduce the manure quality. But with these wet dries, a lot less water goes into the pit. So for us as hog farmers, on, on top of being grain farmers, that manure is really valuable to us and the better nutrient value that manure can give you the better you know that manure is going to be for you so that's one thing that i really love about wet dries in general is that and your guys feeder does that but i will say you will get some wear on your feeder pads a little more because they're not going to be going to the water cup they're going to go to the feeder for water and food so or feed so that's it's been really good though. I lo- I love it. I recommend it to anybody out there that's wanting to get a wet dry. So yeah, wet dry. Uh, they always told us that you get to wait a lot faster. Uh, as Bramers, we were also hog producers, or we we've grown hogs ourselves, so we we know what doesn't work and what works in that industry. Uh, what we built a feeder that is easy for maintenance and stuff because when we were in the barns, we didn't want to do all that hard maintenance and. Uh, engineering-wise, it kind of made it nice and easy for the guy actually taking care of the hog. So. Yeah, so for people that might not, you know, you might not feed pigs, you might not be familiar. So in our industry, typically there's really two two types of feeders out there. So my, my site one and, and my site two, they are a traditional site in the fact that they have uh, dry feeders and cup water. So in other words, they've got a hopper feeder that's got a gate that you can adjust on each side, and the pigs eat feed out of that. Then when they want to drink, they go to a water cup and get that. So there's a lot of back and forth, and if you look at the wear in my building, there's a lot of wear from the feeder pad to the cup because the pigs are going back and forth. They eat some feed, they want to drink, they get a drink, then they want some feed, and they go back and forth. Um, what a wet-dry feeder does is it moves the water to the feeder, and in them there's nipples down in the bottom above the pan, and the feed sits above, and the pigs have to move a tray back and forth or move a paddle. And the PT, when they say paddle tray, that's what it means. They have, they have paddles below the tray that agitate it. And for us, what we really like about it is that from where the pigs come in as wieners until they go out, the amount of ju- the amount of adjustment that we have to make in those feeders is just actually a few notches, and you don't have to adjust them very often. And that's just less management on our part and um, less feed wastage, less water wastage. So, yeah, that's my two cents. One last thing I want to ask you is... You guys do a lot more than just feeders. Yeah. So what what are some of the other products that you make out there? So we've been building feeders for 28 years, but in the last about six years, we really got into fertilizer equipment. We build fertilizer boxes, uh, tender boxes, which is a big one of our industry now. Um, and now we do a conveyor. We also, that's one part of our business. We do uh, retire recycling equipment. That is, we're in 28 different countries. And with that, so we do a lot of different things, which is nice, diverse in the manufacturing world, like you said, with all the metal and pricing, staying in the in the market with that. 
it's nice to have different products that can bounce off yeah. each other. So, so uh, do you guys have anything new coming down the pipeline, or are you just focusing on doing what you guys do best? We're still focusing on getting our feeder out there because uh, the word of mouth's been great. I mean, just hearing you guys, we feel we feel really good about it. So we want to get that more out there and uh, help production, get pricing down. That's what we're really focused on now. But yeah, at Bramers, we're always looking for the next thing. Um, we're trying to build a new conveyor for fertilizer with different kind of uh, different kind of products and ways of building it to make it easier for the customer. So, yeah, we're we're feeling pretty good about the future. Well, we appreciate you coming, stopping yeah, by. Nice, I appreciate to, you guys. nice talking to you. Good to see you. And uh, you if you guys want to get a wet dry, where can they reach out to you to, if they want if yeah. they're interested in any of your products? Uh, you can call Brain Manufacturing at 402 687 2655. You guys got a website too? Yeah, go brainer.com. Uh, and we have a Facebook and Twitter page. So take care of you. You heard them, folks. If you want to, if you want a wet dry or anything out there, go out, reach out to them. Okay, welcome back to more World Pork Expo 2022. Uh, we're back in the booth and we got uh, Rachel with us. Uh, Rachel is a fellow Southeast Iowa. Uh, actually Washington County person so we're a good company and we wanted to get her on today she works for integrity builders but she's also kind of a fellow social media guru and she's really gotten into it and we just kind of wanted to get her thoughts on it so Rachel why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what you're doing today and whatever else I'm sure I am Rachel Fishback out of Washington Iowa where Torque and Sawyer both live ironically Trisha his wife was my kids preschool teacher back in the day gosh how's that possible (laughs) and um, so yeah I work for integrity builders and I do social media marketing and a little bit of sales for them awesome yeah so what kind of got you wanting to start getting on social media what what drove you to do that? Um, so I did it in other positions that I held in the past. I started at Integrity two years ago. Daryl has been great at just letting me do my own research in social media and um, put their message out, um, trusting my my background, I guess. And uh, so, so, yes, I'm just trying to facilitate and utilize all of the social media channels out there um, for our company. Yeah, I'd say you do a really good job. I see you on TikTok, Instagram, and I all I, I always say this, but like I don't care who you're who what you do in this industry. I think everybody's story matters, whether you're a builder, whether you're a nutritionist, whether you're a vet, whether you're a producer, everybody's got a story and if we could show that to the consumer like, hey, we're calculated in how we take care of these pigs and make it easier for the person taking care of the pigs and like the building side of that shows that because you know there's a lot that goes into building these buildings to make it great for the animal and the person taking care of the pigs definitely like i mean and you you guys both see it you've been in the construction side i mean you stop and think about all of the hands that go into constructing a hog building that so many people wouldn't even know. They just see a hog building sitting there. And then so many hands that go into making that hog building operate and the care and the expertise put into those livestock farms um, and the love for our animals. Like I just, I, I agree with you 2000%. So many more people need to be telling their story, so. Yeah, and something that isn't touched on enough when it comes to ag construction is Every state and every community, 
they like to promote um, economic development. Well, when you go down the list of all of the suppliers, contractors that go into building these buildings, it's like creating jobs all over the state of Iowa, predominantly in the state of Iowa. Yeah. Obviously, there's some things that are made out of state, but, man, it is, it's, it's a great economic uh, developer within yeah. the state. So how's your house construction season this year? It's been a great spring, hasn't it? <laughs> I mean, so, yes. It's been a rough spring. We've had cold, wet rain. Final, I mean, thankfully, down in southeast Iowa, we didn't have the horrible problems they've had up in Minnesota or even western Iowa to experience, um, and even parts of Illinois. Like, there's guys that are still planting, and I, my heart feels for them. You know, we've had springs like that, and it's just not fun. Um, so getting some things underway, um, trying to share a lot of the building process this year with our audience and showing you um, the different hands that go into constructing a hog building and like, you know, economical development. I just did a slap video last week with Custom Priestcast. Yep. 17 semi-loads. That's 17 semi-drivers just to get those slats to mm-hmm. a building. Yep. You know, you stop and think about that. And then you think about how many tires a semi has on it, how many tires in their community are being replaced by their tire company. Yep. Um, it, it's it's a great It's stuff. a great thing for the whole... It's good for the Midwest. It's good for the economy. It's good overall. Uh, how's the booth? How's your booth doing this year? How's your experience with the World Pork Expo this year? I think the crowd has been amazing. Like, we were a little nervous. Um, some yeah. of the state shows have been a little bit quiet. Uh, but I have to give it to them. Like, this is a great opportunity. We've seen so many different people, the countries that are covered here. Yep. Um, it, it's, it's great. Like, I think our turnout has been amazing. Yeah, I feel like the mood is is a lot better uh, than what it was last year. Yes. I think people are happy to be out, um, happy to be here. They might be worried about how they're going to pay for gas to get home, but they're happy, they're happy to be here. So... Well, thanks for sitting down with us. We really appreciate you spending some time. We hope you have a good rest of your show. And we look forward to seeing more videos because you do good. Thank you.